Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. And so I wanted to do a different type of episode today. I wanted to record myself as I go live in my church group. Um, Today's topic is what's your why and is it strong enough to make a change in your mindset? So let's go ahead and go live in the group. All right. So hey, everybody. Hey, Heavenly Vision. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist. And the reason I have my headphones on today is that we decided as the creative team that we would double down in spreading out this content. In addition to having it in our church group um, on Facebook, I also decided to record it so that I can send it over to the creative team director and they can determine how we're going to distribute this information later. Um, What I wanted to do, if you ever see me looking down, it's because I want to make sure that I am providing you with all these nuggets. So I will be looking at my screen. Please leave comments. Um, Please let me know if you have any questions. I'll make sure to hop back into the group later on because I do realize it is 8.39 a.m. I actually just finished my morning routine in regards to my workout and meditation and prayer. So I am a ball of energy right now, to say the least. So um, I am a college professor and part of me being a professor is that I love doing assessments. And so what I'm going to do is talk to you about what is your why, how do you set goals and how that can help um, reframe or reshift the way that you think. And the reason why I'm doing this episode with this particular topic is that there is a lot of worry right now, a lot of anxiety as it relates to you know, people not knowing what's going to come next, what's going to come tomorrow. And I just want to give you a different way of thinking. And so as a personal disclosure, um, I am an individual that even though I'm a psychologist, I've suffered from anxiety in the past. Okay. So it doesn't mean that I don't have anxiety right now. It just means that I'm able to better control it. So if we look at anxiety on a scale of one to 10, 10, is it being out of control? 
or you feel like it's out of control. And then zero is your cool, calm, and collective. So on any given day, I am an individual where I can deal with a lot of stress. Um, I can deal with um, a high threshold. And so the first nugget that I want to talk about today is understanding your threshold. Understanding that if it's on a scale of 1 to 10 or 1 to 100, what is your comfortable level of stress? Meaning you can take it on, it may hurt a little bit, but it's not going to impair your academic performance if you're in school. It's not going to impair your job performance, your ability to concentrate, um, your relationships with family members or friends or loved ones or partners. It's not going to impair your ability to make decisions for your business. But when it does have those impairments, you definitely want to think about what do I need to be in place so that I can learn how to think differently. And so one of my most worst anxiety episodes was a little bit over four years ago, when I had um, probably one of my most serious panic attacks, I've only had three but across my lifetime, but I had one serious panic attack and that panic attack actually took me out of a job, meaning I decided not to go back because it was so much unpredictability, okay? So um, the reason I'm using that as, of course, full transparency and as a guide into this discussion today is that... I don't want you to ever think that anxiety is bad. It's only bad if you don't know how to control it because there's a healthy version of anxiety and then there's an unhealthy version. So the, the healthy version is your body is already built with the fight or flight response, meaning if you're in a dangerous situation, your body knows how to be aware of its surroundings. Your body knows how to speed up walking or heck run or go get help if you feel like somebody is chasing you or they are chasing you or they are walking very close to you after you walk past a dark alley, for example, and you hear footsteps getting closer and closer. Your body automatically through its autonomic nervous system will go into fight and flight and it will flee the scene, hopefully, and protect yourself. So we don't want to take away all of your anxiety, but we do want to minimize the unhealthy anxiety. So I thought a cool way of addressing your anxiety today would be to address what is it that you actually want and who do you want to become? I really believe in vision boards. Um, I wish that you can like see some of my vision boards that are on my wall in my home office and on my computer and on my phone. But I am a real big believer that if you can't see the end result, then more than likely it won't happen. Now, yes, God may clearly have had things aligned in our path, and then we have to make the choice if we're going to go down that path. But even when he has it waiting for us, I'm sure he loves it when we talk back to him through prayer or just through you know, a discussion throughout the day. Sometimes you just find yourself maybe talking to your higher power that you may tell him what you want. You may tell him what you wish of. And that means that you are speaking to what you want, the light at the end of the tunnel. But I'm asking you today to tap into who do you need to become to have what you want, okay? So the first thing I would want you to do is to have a vision. So the vision is aligned with your goals. Now, your goals should not be necessarily New Year's resolution goals, it should be lifetime goals, then broken down into yearly goals that are then broken down into 90 day goals that are then broken down to everyday goals. So for example, um, another full disclosure, um, and I said this in our last live uh, last week when I was talking about 
how faith needs to be stronger than fear. And I had to realize that the hard way after internal pain of not being able to get pregnant. Um, Over two years ago, I had to get two surgeries in order to hold a child full term. So what that meant as far as my mindset is that I had to start visualizing me being a mom. I had to visualize me holding a child. I had to visualize what it would be like when I was giving birth. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to really tap into uh, knowing what that felt like or trying to tap into what I would believe that would feel like in order for my energy to flow a different way because my energy was flowing into the anxiety route, the fear route, the uh, distorted thinking route, which is I don't believe that this is going to happen for me. So I had to increase my faith over fear in order to work on what I wanted. And when I started aligning the vision, I believe with what God wanted me to have, then I started to see, I'm going to say the fruits of my labor, the, the, my labor would be my prayer and my belief system. So in terms of goals, when you set goals for yourself, um, you want to make up what's called smart goals. So let's just say you have a goal of getting a job, doing something in your business, um, even for having a child. Now, some people may say, why are you going to put a timeline on having a kid? Now, I can put a timeline on whatever I would like to have. It doesn't mean that God will necessarily deliver to me um, on the day that I expect it. He might actually deliver a lot sooner, especially if he believes that I'm already ready or maybe kind of like what we're going through now with this pandemic. Maybe he's going to deliver me a blessing to ensure that I'm ready for the bigger test. So I'm, I'm going to give you another personal disclosure. Um, and this one is more of a good one. So because I've had a different, you know, just mindset shift over the last couple of years. So. Last year around this time, I really told myself for business purposes, I really want to work from home more because I want to be here for my infant son. Now, even though we were planning on putting him in school literally when everything got shut down, you know, a month ago, and that was supposed to be his first day that Tuesday and Monday, everything got shut down. I realized that I was already being prepared, preparation for being able to be in the position to you know, take care of my family on another level to be able to create relationships with organizations and as a contractor psychologist and having my own private practice to attract my own clients to be able to work from home if need be. And what I really wanted to position myself for is the last big, big blessing that I received, of course, was the or one of them was the birth of my child, being able to carry him way more than full term. You know, um, he went above and beyond the day, like he did not want to come out is because God took me through that journey and through that blessing. And I was able to share that testimony actually right here on live on Facebook on Valentine's day of 2018, a month before my birth is I realized then that if he can get me through that, he can get me through anything. And so Um, I actually wanted to position myself. That's what I was getting to. I wanted to position myself to be able to, because we want to have a second child that when I get pregnant, not if, because you got to change your, you got to reframe your thinking, your, your wording. Um, when I get pregnant and 
glory be to God, you know what I'm saying? I'm able to go full term again. I speak that into full existence. And this pregnancy, I do not plan on being on bed rest. I put out there in the atmosphere and I put out there in the universe that I will be able to work wholeheartedly, um, watching my body, listening to my body from home and in the field, you know, to a degree, but I will not be put on bed rest. That's what's in my vision for this next season. So because that is my goal, that is what I'm working towards. So you may ask yourself, well, if that's your goal and that's in you know, consider divine timing with God. He's going to, you know, get you pregnant when he believes that you should be able to get pregnant at a particular time in your life. Um, What exactly are you supposed to work on? Well, I'll tell you what you're supposed to work on is one tapping into your why. Why do you wake up in the morning? Why are you excited? If you don't know what your why is, you need to tap into your why. Part of your why will enhance your vision that will enhance you working on your goals. So part of my why right now is my son. Before that, it was my marriage and my business. Before that, before I got married, before I was in a relationship, my why was me getting myself together so that I could position myself to be the wife that God called me to be. Right. So my position right now is waking up every morning and making sure that my body is in the right capacity shape to be able to have a child and be healthy. My goal beyond health is to make sure that my mindset is right, because if you're a parent, you especially know right now being with your family members and your child all day long in the home because there is no school right now. You are the school considering the COVID-19 situation is you have to have a high level of patience. So I'm continuously reframing my mindset and making sure that I'm always in a positive mood, that when I catch myself making a negative self-statement, like probably what some people are making right now, this isn't going to ever be over. Oh my God, this isn't going to end until June or July. That's not true. That's your mindset. And if you tell me that you can't stop the thoughts, that's you telling me that you can't control your mind. That's bull. You can control your mind. One of my clients, I remember like it was yesterday. She said, I feel like I don't have no way out. And she, I, I referenced the wall and I said, you know, cause she said, oh, my back is against the wall. I feel like I don't have a way out. And, so, and sometimes that's how we feel maybe with the way that you think, not necessarily what can happen, not your faith, not your vision, but more about the way that you think. So if you're like my client and you say your back is against the wall and I feel like I don't have a way out, my response to you, it's not sarcastic. I'm more faith-based. I'm more positive thinking. That's actually all that I am, right? I always focus on the positive is, well, okay, your back is against the wall. You say that there's no way out, but I see that there's one more way out. So you're only being tunnel vision with one way out. And I'm sitting here telling you that there's always another alternative to the way that you're thinking. You just have to slow down, breathe. And possibly ask God, what are you supposed to be doing next? So how do you set a goal? So you're supposed to set a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So instead of looking at like health goals, let's focus on mindset goals. So let's just say your mindset is you want to be in a good mood every day. I want you to say your goal in a more positive way of adding something, adding value to your life versus focusing on what you're lacking and what you need to take away. So that may be how you start. You may say, I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being anxious. I'm tired of being depressed, depressed, right? In quotes, not clinically depressed, but you've diagnosed yourself. So if you're saying, I'm tired of feeling X, Y, and Z, then I would ask you tap into that vision and tap into that 
who you need to become and what does that person look like? What is their mood like? You should be able to describe yourself to the T where I should be able to close my eyes. You read to me maybe on a sheet of paper who you want to become and I should be able to visualize who he or she is. That's how deep I need you to get. All right. So once you identify and visualize who you need to become, then I want to ask you, what type of mood is that person in? So let's just say, well, that person is depressed. That person doesn't feel like their anxiety thoughts are all over the place. They can actually control, you know, how they're thinking, how they're feeling. So then I'm going to ask you to just focus on one. So if we're talking about enhanced mood, what about mood do you want to enhance? And this is the clinical piece that comes out. My clients are actually not allowed beyond the first couple of sessions to come in during a check-in and say, I'm depressed, I'm anxious. I don't know what that means. You today may say that you're depressed and depressed can be angry. Tomorrow, it can be sad. Tomorrow, it can be suicidal thoughts. Let's be honest. The next day, it can be you don't want to engage with your friends. You want to isolate. You want to withdraw. You don't have an appetite. You eat too much. You'll sleep. That, that's actually the diagnosis of clinical depression, like a lot of the symptomology that, that I kind of just, you know, threw at you. So I'm asking you to focus on one and I would prefer you to focus on the mood category that you think is having the strongest impact on your life. Right. So if you feel like my mood is controlling the interactions that I have with other people, such as now you're isolating and I'm going to say you're choosing to isolate because you can't reframe your thinking, your change your thinking is a reframe is let's talk about enhancing um, your relationships, your interactions with people versus I want to interact with people more, right? And so what I would encourage you to do, hold on for just a second. All right, so what I'm asking you to do is reframe and reshift the way that you think about your goal. And so the way that we would do that is you're going to focus on enhancing that particular symptom. So when we're talking about non-isolation, What does that look like for you to interact with other people? What can you do, what we call in therapy, pleasurable activities so that you can engage in, um, you know, a positive relationship with other people? So I'm getting very, very specific. The S in SMART goal is specific when you're setting a goal to enhance your mood or change the way that you're thinking. So again, for those of you who just joined, we are talking about how do you set a SMART goal in relation to tapping into who do you want to become? Understanding your why, because your why gets you out of the bed in the morning. Your why is the thing or people that pump you up to do what you do. But we're also tapping into how to set a specific SMART goal. So the first thing was we said that we were depressed. The second thing was what about our depression is impairing us the most? Let's just say it's isolation. The third piece is what does non-isolation look like? The fourth piece is now I can make my goal. So my goal is I am going to. That's your goal. I am going to engage. I'm going to come out of my room. I'm going to call some of my friends twice a week. So the S is specific. Now we're getting very specific. To tell me that you don't want to be depressed anymore is not a specific goal. Okay. But to tell me that you want to engage in pleasurable activities three times a week is a smart goal. So S is for specific. M is for measurable. Measurable is by what time. Okay. So how are we going to rate how many times a week or a day that you're going to engage in this behavior. So the reason why measurable, the M in SMART goal is super important as it relates to enhancing your mood is that we have to have a baseline. If you tell me you no longer want to be depressed and you want to engage with other people, the question that I'm going to ask you during the intake is what does that look like right now? I need a number because that's the only way we're going to be able to determine if you're progressing in 
the way that you feel, right? So if you say, well, I don't engage with anybody at all right now. I go to my room and I go back. You know, I go to the kitchen, I go back to my room. Then I'm going to say, okay, attainable and realistic. That's the A and the R. Is this goal attainable right now? Can you actually leave your room? The answer would probably be yes. Can you leave your house? Probably not. R, is it realistic? Is it realistic in this um, time right now that we're living that you can do that? You know, for example, someone saying, I want to drive around, look for jobs that may not be attainable or realistic, but leaving your room to go say hi to family members is attainable and realistic. So, okay, we got that checked. And then the time, the time is, you know, uh, the, it could be measurable as a frequency. And the time is by when do you want to look at this goal again and maybe readjust it? or increase that measurable. So let's just say you said, if you follow, I want to, I want to call my friends twice this week. I want to do it consistently for a month. So the measurable would be two times a week. You're going to reach out maybe to two different friends or the same friend. Then the time would be in 30 days, we're going to look at your pattern. So hopefully you're documenting this and we're going to see what was going well and what wasn't going well. Now in therapy, clearly we do this every single week. Did you engage in your pleasurable activity of contacting your friends? What got in your way? What or who served as an obstacle? Was it your mindset? Let's work on that. But all in all, you can do this yourself. Okay. So I really wanted to make these uh, episodes on our podcast and in the Facebook group very simple. So let me just recap. We talked about having a vision. Okay. So your homework assignment is to write down more importantly, actually considering the circumstances, who do you want to be come after the COVID-19 era? Because I believe that everybody should have a book published after this COVID-19. Everybody will have a story to tell. If you actually have parents or grandparents who lived through different times, whether it was through certain riots, certain civil rights movements, certain you know changes in our global economy, even just the market crashing in 08, 09, people have stories about what happened with their finances, what happened with their housing, what happened when they had to uproot their family to move somewhere else, take their kids out of school, out their comfort zone. There are stories to be told. Now, children or as a child, you may not remember those things, but these are things that I guarantee you will be taught, thank you, in the next chapter in history books. Thank you, Erica, on Facebook. That's what I'm talking about. They will definitely be taught in history books, guaranteed, okay? So I want you to ask yourself, when you look back at your history, what can you be excited about to say, I came out of that and this is what I came out of it with, okay? So, First thing is write down your vision of who you want to become. What do you want to come out of this era? The second thing is tap into your why, okay? Why are you going to go super hard to become that person? For me, I am wholeheartedly taking advantage of all of this time that I have working from home. And now I'm trying to figure out how I can do more of work from home, even when they say it's okay to go back into the office. So what type of services do I need to create or fine tune in my business to make sure that for some of my clients who may not ever want to come back into the office now that they've gotten a whiff of online therapy, that's super convenient. They don't have to, you know, go find gas if they're low on finances. They don't have to drive across the city if they're not close to my office. They can simply just log online. That can continue despite 
the COVID-19 era being over. So focus on your why and focus on like what's your next chapter. And then lastly, focus on your SMART goal. Be very specific. If you want to change your mindset about looking at your depression or looking at your anxiety, I want you to ask yourself, what is the specific thing that I want to enhance, not decrease? If it's decreased, you need to find the, the alternative, right? So what is it that you need specifically to change? So for example, the recap was someone saying that I'm depressed, I'm sad because of what's happening to me, my family, or my loved ones, or just our global economy. So the S would be beyond me being depressed, I want to not isolate anymore. So the opposite of isolation is engagement. So that's the S is I want to engage more with my family, with my peers, with church members, whatever, right? The measurable would be, well, how many times a week are you doing that now? Oh, well, none. Okay, so what is attainable and realistic right now for you to be able to increase your engagement? Oh, well, I can kind of reach out to people twice a week. Okay, well, that's better than zero. And I'd rather you give me a realistic goal than saying I'm going to reach out to people every single day. Because that's not definitely realistic, right? So now that we have the attainable and realistic, now we have to go to the timeline and that's the end, which is when do you want to reevaluate this? Kind of like a weigh-in, you know, when do you want to reevaluate this to see what your progress was? Do you want to evaluate yourself every week or do you want to have like, I would recommend a 30, 60 or 90 day goal. If this is your first time working on something, I would say 30 days and then build up to 60, then ultimately I love 90 day goals because research shows that it takes you 90 days to develop a new habit. So I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this Facebook live, um, this podcast episode that I'm recording simultaneously. Um, it was a pleasure um, hopping in here and doing a short um, but very valuable informational session about how we can reframe our thinking. And whenever you hear me say the word reframe, and if you see me on a screen turning my hand like I'm turning a knob, that just simply means that you're making a shift in your thinking. Instead of going one way, there's always the ability to turn the knob the other way. Just remember that. And if you're feeling any anxiety, just always tell yourself that the pain is temporary. Okay. And think about all the times that the pain was temporary because. For a lot of our past experiences, we're no longer feeling the pain or it's not as bad. Okay. So I hope that you enjoyed this Facebook live, this podcast episode. I definitely will be back next week. Um, we'll try to set up some reminders also in the Facebook group. If you're listening on Facebook to let you know when we're going live, but if you watch this on recording, or of course, if you're listening to it on the podcast and you have comments or you have questions, please don't hesitate to still click reply or comment or ask a question. And depending on how deep the question is, I may be able to hop back in and do another live and be able to explain the answer if it's too much to type. Okay, so I really hope that you enjoyed this week's lesson. Does anyone have any questions? All right, so it seems like everybody enjoyed it who's watching live. And I guess I'll touch base with those of you who are watching on Facebook and you will catch me later. And for those of you who are going to be listening later on the podcast, make sure to subscribe to my channel. I have information on uh, mental health and, of course, business stuff. It's a mixture. Um, but I believe that listening to those kind of things, even if it's beyond mental health, is positive because you are inundating yourself with information about everything that's going wrong. So how about tuning into some podcasts and YouTube? You know, our church has a podcast, Heavenly Vision. You know, I would encourage you to tune into something every day that's going to uplift you and that's positive. So I am done signing out. This is Dr. TK and I will catch you next week.
thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 